Welcome to the Mariah Report. I'm Dan Enriquez. I'm Martin Burgess. And I am back. You're back. Yes, I am. I'm talking. I'm, I'm back. I'm alive. I can move my mouth. What happened? I've, girl, please don't. <laughs> please don't. I'll spare you all the gory details, but I basically had a cracked tooth that needed to be removed so I can get an implant put in. Mm. And it just became a big process. And just the drilling, the jackhammering mm. of mm. the mouth. Enough, enough, enough. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> yes. So I'm well on my way to recovery and my smile would be perfect in no time. All right. Good, good, good. Yes. So I'm here. I'm here. And I missed last week. Did you listen to the episode? I did. Of course. Andrew was great. Isn't he great? I love it. Yes, I loved yes, it. Yes. 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 Thank you, on, Andrew, for doing that. Definitely. Thank you. He'll be back. We'll get him back in for something. Um, thoughts on Save the Day? Oh, yes. Well, first of all, you and Andrew covered it so well. Mm -hmm. I really couldn't add anything to it. Yay or nay? It's a yay, (laughs) but it's not like my favorite yay. Uh But it's so cute. It's cute, right? I like it. It's a jam. I think she's jamming. Yeah. It is funny how it it is a specific era of Mariah, though. You can tell when the vocals were from. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound like it's not matching the caution vibe. So I'm mentioning the new right. you, you Like you guys were saying, like, I think the Save the Day sounds like a perfect mix between Bring It On Home, mm. Imperfect, um, like imperfect? stuff. Imperfect from the Memoirs era. Oh, that's a new one in the bag. In oh, the yes. Mix. I don't yeah. think we're going to get that one on the, <laughs> on the Rarities <laughs> track list. But yeah, yeah. It, it was it was left off of the oh, album. Oh, yes, yes, Remember yes, she talked about it yes. on Larry King that one time? Yes, yes, yes. And if you, the way that the, the way that she sort of rhymes the chorus is very similar to the chorus in Imperfect, mm-hmm. I think. Like, But what do I know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so those were the songs that I first initially thought of when I heard Save the Day. And mm. I, I think it's good. Let me tell you, I will say when I was all in the dental office, I just kept saying to myself, if he can <laughs> and she can and they can. I was just singing it to myself over and over and over yeah. again. Uh-huh. So it is very catchy. Yes. But it's not. I don't think this song is meant to be like the biggest hit out there. No. I think she knows that too because there's not a big promotional push for it. Right. It's just for the fans. It's for the fans. Yeah. And I love it. It's just good. like I love it's... Bring It On Home. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just glad because if we had found out that there's a Mariah Carey song with Killing Me Softly as a sample, we would be nagging her for it forever. Whereas right. Whereas release it, release it. Mm-hmm. So she's released it. We got and it. here we, we have yes. it, guys. Yeah. We have it. <laughs> we good. We have it. And I just find it odd and I know that Andrew had spoken a little bit about it as well. Like, why Lauren Hill gets a feature on this. Because mm. I'm like, it's you really wouldn't even know that it's her mm. other than she is the one who sings that particular hook. Because, mm-hmm. like, it sort of could be anybody. Could. She has, that, but she has a tone to her voice that's um, distinguishable. I think people yeah. would know who it was. Listen, it all works. Honorable mention. And it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Hill. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Because, I mean, if we're just, if we're just like featuring everybody, then, you know, why didn't Stevie Wonder get a feature on that one song from Yai Mariah? Because he does the harmonicas. Yeah, yeah. Because you can hear those just as well as you can hear Lauren True. Save the Day. Let's segue into Mia Mariah real quick. I don't think we're going to get anything for MC30. What if, why not? Because we have, this week we have that Espanol EP coming up. Uh Uh-huh. There's no Hermosa on it. Hashtag oh. beautiful. Yeah, but that's like already out. 
I guess. Well, or remixes. Yeah, or anything. I don't know how it's gonna work once we get to more of like current day Mariah. Because I was thinking, is that kind? Of, is that is that stuff kind of tied up at Universal? That's what's gonna be real interesting because she did make that big change mm-hmm. with charm bracelet mm-hmm. or well, well glitter and charm bracelet and mm-hmm. everything like that. So that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, those 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 eras to see how, what she can get her hands on for all of that. Yeah, but I will say with hashtag MC30 going on right now, I mean she's really giving us the nostalgia. <laughs> Overwhelmed. It's like, I have not listened to anything else in weeks. Same. I mean, I did listen to a little Dua Lipa and a little Brandy and Monica. Is the, I had to, is but the um, Madonna Dua Lipa song good? It's I, cute. I've been meaning to get to it. It's I'm cute. just busy. You're busy. Yeah. You got all these remixes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is cute, actually. I, I, There are better songs on that little remix CD, whatever she did, which is really cute because the... Like you could just put that on and it, you're in the club. Okay. Like you don't have she's to. She's got bops. She oh she's bopping. Yeah. She's bopping. I like so I listened to a little of that and I listened to Brandy and Monica because you know they they broke the internet, the Instagram, whatever you call it with the verses. Yes. Mariah tuned in. She did. Oh my God. Hot topic. Who's Mariah gonna verse? No one. No girl, there's nobody. There's no one. Nobody. Nobody. It would it could only be her and Whitney. Yeah. And that's just not gonna happen. But even then she's gonna kill it. Well, we, girl, we know that. Someone said, somebody <laughs> said on Twitter, whoever Mariah versus, the second they play All Up for Christmas, the opening part, dead. you're done. They're done. You're, you're already buried and six feet under yeah. with the opening notes <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> of that one song. I know. Let alone the other songs. I've also heard a lot of the lambs say like... Um, Mariah versus Mary J. Blige. Yes, but Same I thing. feel like that... Yes, Mariah would bury her... With just the hits alone. Mm -hmm. But once you even go, let's say Mariah didn't even play any number ones. Mm. She's going to bury anybody with things like The Roof, Breakdown, Mm -hmm. uh, even Caution. Mm -hmm. So you know what I mean? Mariah's got everything covered. GTFO. Done. Yeah. You're done already. It's not going to (laughs) work. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, Also, I feel like uh, there's just nobody in Mariah's lane. No. So it's it's just not possible. It'd be cute if she did something with herself. That'd be fun. Like, would you not love to, like, have Mariah just listen to her own music in a Zoom or an Instagram <laughs> Live for two hours? Yeah. I would. Yeah. I would. I <laughs> Mariah versus Mariah, girl. Yeah. That's about it. Like, and Mariah... Yeah, Mariah putting on songs by herself. Yeah, and like, you know what? It would go so perfectly with the, you know, the uh, the memoir that's coming out because she could be like, oh, well, when I wrote this song mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about this magazine article and mm-hmm. songs that she wrote about with who and what and why. My pearls, my pearls. Girl, wait until we're coming back after the break with all the juiciness of this great New Yorker magazine um, article. I feel like I read the book. Well, first of all, it was like a book. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, girl, did I just, that took me a half hour to read that? <laughs> all right. But I was thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, yes. All of yes, it. Yes, yes. Okay, but before we get to that, we're going to finish up with some of the MC30 Butterfly Era moments. Okay, I'm just so happy because one, these are things I forgot about, all these mixes, mm-hmm. because you have to remember that back in the day when they were released on CD singles and physical singles, they were not only on a physical single, they were scattered around the world. Right. You had to get these sourced by specialty mm-hmm. experts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Put an order in. And some of these um, butterfly singles, they were expensive. Very. And they still are. They had to get on a ship. 
Girl, you got to get on the eBay. Yes. <laughs> and everything. Do you remember that? Yes, of course. Uh, I was out there always looking for the butterfly one with all the with all the remixes that are on the butterfly because mm-hmm. they didn't have none of that. Yeah, I mean, butterfly wasn't released at all here in America. Uh huh. It was released as a video and a radio single, but that was it. It was in Australia, so we got nothing here. But we only had, but the Australian one only had four tracks. So it was the regular butterfly, the reprise, the reprise club mix, and then the. The, the whole one, resung. The, the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the Deaf Be Fly? Yes, Because yes. that's the one that has the, all the new resung vocals. Yes. Yeah. See, none of that came to the U.S. shores at all. Really? Yeah. No, none of it. And the, like the Sam Batterfly or the Mimi Fly. Okay, see, I those. haven't heard a lot of those. I've heard them, but it took me years. Especially some of that acoustic stuff. I thought some random fake person made right. that themselves. I didn't realize it was a real track. I knew it was a real track, probably somewhere in the early 2000s or something, just from, you know, whatever's going on on online, not Instagram, because that didn't exist, but the Ebays and whatnot. Mm. So I knew they existed, but I didn't hear them in good quality until now. Mm -hmm. And they're great. Well, even the the Butterfly Def B Club mix, the whole re-sung one, I've only heard that on kind of on vinyl and... Like YouTube mm-hmm. and, and bootleg MP3. So it's so nice to hear it in high def. Yes, it is. It's, it's so good. much better. Girl, you could jam out literally for hours. Uh, I was living to hear it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, so the, all the Butterfly remixes are good. And you know what I'm really happy to finally have? Mm-hmm. It was released here in um, the single, but Honey. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention Honey last week, me and Andrew. Oh, you did? It didn't even exist last week. <laughs> Girl, there's too much. Way too much. There's too much. But yeah. I will say one of my favorites from the, from the Butterfly is the So So Deaf remix. Mm-hmm. Because, and here's the thing, I'm not always the biggest fan of Jermaine hooting and hollering over things, mm. but in that particular song, it works. He's got his place. I love it. Yes. I love Debrat in that song. Yes. I love all Mariah's revocals. I love the sample that they use, which I think is like a, a Jackson 5 sample. Mm. It is so good. And I haven't heard that in so many years because I haven't listened to my CD single in probably at least... 10 years. Mm. So I'm really happy to have that. I've been listening to that a lot. Same. Uh, so I love um, me, the dubs, me and the dubs. And that's <laughs> my lane. That's my jams. But the Honey Morales dub is so, so <sighs> good. Yes. You're in the club. Oh, and you are bopping. Oh, Big time. Honey, you're bopping so hard, your knees are about to break. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you need to sit down. Yes. But there's that, and I think maybe it's like the Deaf Rascal anthem. She's really flexing on the vocals, too. Oh, my God, There's yeah. some serious mm-hmm. belting, yep. riffing, everything I'm, you need. I love it because you. it's almost like she comes out of nowhere with these, like, boombastic vocals. Yes. In the, and I'm just like, Ugh. And they're not on the album. No. They're like, oh, and she does these little subtle little things yes, yes, as well yes, yes. that are like soft. And then she does these big ones. Oh my God, it's so good. This is where you really see the genius and the musicality of her talent. Yeah. Yeah. Outside honestly, of the album. I mean, I know the other week we were talking about all the Daydream stuff, but yeah. if you look at the Daydream remixes and then the Butterfly album remixes, yeah. Nobody has a catalog like that, mm. back to back, mm-hmm. of just remixes because mm. it's perfection all the way through. Mm-hmm. From you know, from "Always Be My Baby" all the way through "Honey Butterfly," all of it. Yeah, but if you look at the Daydream remixes, 
Um, she's still finding her foot in the club in the club remixes, but in the butterfly mixes, there's more of a freedom that's happening, and there's and her voice is soaring. Yeah, but it's not. But also, like it, it feels improvised and free, but not random. No, not at all. Do you know what I mean? Mariah has that intrinsic ability to like flow with the melody. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, that's just Mariah. Like let the music flow. Exactly. Yeah. It's it, That is genius. Genius. I can't even. But, so then <laughs> last week I was at the beach and I'm playing the roof remixes. And there's a couple of, there's like the Morales roof after hour mix and the bass, right. bass mm-hmm. something towards the bottom of the EP where it's just, there's no vocals. But then I'm listening to that. I'm thinking, this is really, really good. What's he hearing in the song to create this? Mm-hmm. Now, now there's a whole new can of worms. I want to know what he was thinking and what inspired him to make that song. Where is this coming from in the song? Right. Where? What? What is he pulling from yes. the original album version to create this? What's the inspiration behind all that? Exactly. Uh, that. Well, we might have to ask him. You know, he's I know. still out there spinning on the ones and twos, girl. He is, but it's so good. We're gonna take a quick break, but I do want to before we go. Want to mention what we're getting this week for the number ones era. Yeah. So we're going to get the remixes for I Still Believe. Exciting. And we're also going to get Sweetheart. Excited. Now, I'm real excited for that because there's one particular remix. I don't think, I think I got it from like an imported CD, but it's the M's, M's um, pounding vocal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, honey. Now you want to talk about the club. That's the club Uh right there too. Uh So she's bringing it with that. Yeah. So I'm glad we're getting that on digital streaming because that's one of my faves. Uh Uh-huh. And then and JD's enjoyable in Sweetheart. Yes, absolutely. He's acceptable there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and we're also getting all these remixes for the Do You Know Where You're Going To? Exciting. That's good because, again, those are the ones I haven't heard. But we're going to take a quick break because we still have a lot to talk about. But do we want to quickly read out? Stall. <laughs> <laughs> You know we love when we do when you guys leave us Apple iTunes reviews. So we are going to read one of those from our listener, Lamb. Okay, so we have a really great Apple podcast review from Anytime You Need a Lamb. How you doing? That's a good name. I don't think I've heard that one. No, me neither. That's a good one. So they say, every time I listen to this podcast, I get in my jelly fields. I wasn't born yet when Mariah debuted. So when I hear about you guys at TRL, when Mariah was there... Or when you reminisce about buying a physical single, Mm -hmm. I wish I was older in the 90s. I'd give a kidney to have been at Music Box or the Daydream Tour. My first ever purchase was her Loverboy single in 2001. All right. Yeah. That's that's nostalgic. Uh Uh-huh. The Glitter Era is coming up. I know. I'm, ex- I'm interested to see what else is out there. I can't believe it. I can't wait. I love the pod. I adore you guys. And every little detail that you discuss, love you guys. Thanks, that's it. We love that. We love you. Thank you for leaving that Apple podcast review. Yeah, they're important because they help us get on the podcast chart over at Apple. And that way other people can discover us and Mariah's name's up on the chart too. Helps everybody. We all want to be at the top. You want to do some (laughs) research and figure out how the charts work now? Apple, they want you to like click the stars and and have people write reviews. Uh That's how you get on their chart. And then Spotify just count the listens. Oh, really? Yeah, Apple doesn't count the listens. Oh, well, they're crazy. Yeah, so that's why we need your help. So you need to literally like hit the stars. We need you guys to help us. What did they do? The what did they say on the YouTube? Smash the like. Yeah, that's what the kids are saying. I think. Smash. I don't know. I don't know. So please go smash the stars (laughs) on the Apple app. We would appreciate it. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Do you have a great idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? 
you need to know about Anchor.fm. Anchor has created tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so we can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, it's completely free. So take the first step. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. Welcome back. All, All right. right. <laughs> I know. We're both like, take a deep breath, because here we go. This Vulture article, overwhelming with information. First of all, I don't know how long it took you to write, read the thing, but it took me like a good solid half hour. At least. This is like a chapter. <laughs> then I had to think to myself, did I read that correctly and go back and read it again? There are so many things in here that I had to go back and over and over and over just to make sure that yeah. I knew what she was talking about. Or oh, that I wasn't crazy. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's get right into it because, yeah. um, well, the first thing we got was the cover, the photo. Yes. Interesting, yes. right? Well, I feel for some odd reason, the Lamely just got all in hysterics over it. In a twist. In a twist. What, <laughs> panties in a twist? Yes. Knickers in a knot. Knickers in a knot. In a knot. In a knot. Over this photo. <laughs> well, it's a different photo that, than we're used to, right? Like, yeah. It's very stripped down. It's very raw, makeup reduced. Right. We are so used to seeing Mariah sort of glossified mm. and, and really, really glammed. Mm-hmm. But then when you see something like that, like say, for instance, you know, the Mia and Mariah cover, the lambs were all up in the knickers and a knot. Mm-hmm. They were knotted back then too. And Not then me when, though, I loved it. Oh no, I loved it too. But yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Standing but, on water? Right? Okay. I mean, gorgeous. Okay, funny I just said that. Because I from the magazine cover, the new one, it was a kind of biblical looking. Like oh. Jesus. Oh. Looking up to the heavens. Okay, I could see that. Do you get it? Like a raw moment. Like Crucified. it was, it was it, okay. Well, I don't know if I would go there, but I would definitely go for the vulnerability. Yes, yes. and the the whole looking towards the sky because Mariah does have that spirituality to her. Yes, but also the the dark wavy curls. Okay. Yes. All Jesus. Right. Yes. All right, Jesus, honey. Me and Mariah walking on the she water. She is the queen of Christmas. Yes. Yes. See, but they're related. I, I liked these photos. I like them the more that I look at them mm-hmm. because it is sort of that raw unfilteredness, yes. basically. So yeah, yeah. I think. It matches what we want to see from Mariah now. I did also get the sense that she was also letting us see her not-so-good side. That's not that bad, but she's just letting us see it more. Yeah. And she's not trying to cover it up. It was just very natural. I liked it. And there's nothing wrong with that. It also reminded me of the debut album cover. Mm. But, like, in a very natural way. Like, she wasn't purposely trying to mm-hmm. redo it. But, the, you know, that little, the lock of curl that's just b- gently mm-hmm. blown over the face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's what she was going for. So, I think it fit very well. The photos are great. Same. I liked it a lot. Yeah. And she I, also had to shoot this in quarantine. Yeah. So, it's it got to be simple. At first, I was a jarred. I was like, whoa, what is this? But then the more I looked at it and thought about it. I was like, oh, no, 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 I really, really like this. Yes, and you have to think that when it comes to 
you know, music videos, uh, magazine covers, anything like that. It's been highly discussed mm-hmm. and scrutinized over by somebody already. Oh, yeah. So they purposefully chose these photos for a reason. Wasn't random. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So I think we should all be fine with them. Yeah. Because they're Mariah and she's gorgeous. Yes, yes. Like, have you ever seen Mariah not gorgeous? I mean, maybe not a gorgeous dress here and there, but she's gorgeous. One thing you cannot do is say they're airbrushed. Hello. (laughs) You can't say that. Which is always an argument these days. People always say, oh, it's airbrushed, it's airbrushed. Yeah, well, not always. We can get natural Mariah and we can all be happy. We don't have to be knickers in a knot. Yes. (laughs) Unknot them. (laughs) Unknot them, guys. It's fine. This is is Mariah. But let's get into the... Okay, this is so juicy, we just have to pick topics. Right. You have to read the article. There's no way we could cover this whole article in one episode here because it was so layered and there's so much to talk about. That's why you're going to have to tune in to our book club mm-hmm. that we will be telling you more about as the time comes. Follow so, our Instagram or Twitter at The Mariah Report and we're going to send you updates. Yes, you, so you'll be in the loop, don't you worry. It's going to be fun, it's going to be good. Oh girl, I can't even wait. Yes. It's a lot. I know. Now Martin, where shall we start? Let's go with the headlines that came out of this article. Okay. The offsprings yes. of the article. She revealed the roof. She confessed. Okay. The meaning of the roof. Exactly. Now, right before this article came out, she also tweeted mm. the lyrics. And Instagrammed. And Instagrammed. Yes. She social media Yes. And she gave us that beautiful acapella moment. Yeah. Oh, of the roof with the background vocals and all the layers, which was glorious. With the lyrics, too. Yes. Because so, she wants us to pay attention to those. Because she wants you to know that that's, it is a tr- it really did that's, happen. That's what that happened. Way. Yes. <laughs> Funny how she added that line, too, at the end. Like, mm-hmm. this is what happened, guys. This is what happened. But then I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> right. But I feel like a lot of people did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I think you and I and most lambs, we have our Mariah intuition. Mm-hmm. So we sort of already pieced these things together. Yeah. But she confirmed. She confirmed. I think people don't realize what exactly exactly was what was going on because I remember a couple of, just a couple of years ago, after studying the roof extensively, it, mm-hmm. only a few years ago, I had the epiphany of... Wait, is she still married when this happened? Right. I don't know. I don't know how I. I don't know how I extracted that. Because your Mariah intuition tells you. Because you know the timeline. The artistry like kicked in. I was like, wait, 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 hang on a second. So finally, she she confirmed what that was. Yeah, and she actually says um, in this article that she felt a little bit more comfortable talking about certain things Mm. because the the lambs, the fans, have sort of already put it together. So she's just really confirming things. Yeah, no one's bad. And that's what she did here. Wait, did she? No, she, did. she knows that we know. Yeah, does, uh, <laughs> uh, I can't believe that she knows that we know. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, these mofos figured it out. How in the world? <laughs> yeah. um, but that's what happens. But anyways, so the roof, uh, she was up there on the rooftop of his apartment building or something with the Chanel skirt. Yeah, getting wet. And the hair. It was and, raining. And she describes it in such detail. Hang on, so it must have been in November. Mm-hmm. Right. It wasn't Can we get the yet. weather charts for the November 1998? Yes, what, which yeah. days was it? <laughs> was it slightly misty? <laughs> which days? Let's do that. Yes. You know it's in the almanac, I'm sure oh, you know. Oh, for sure. It's been documented. Of course. We can look at it. I bet it's on Google somewhere. Of course. Of course. So she talks about the roof, all of that, but also my all. And how the, yeah. the lyric in that, I'd risk my life. Hang on, back to the roof real quick. Okay. 
just what's different from the song and the artistic expression of the, of it of the moment it wasn't at a party on the roof right it, it was, was a private moment yes she does discuss how they first started um talking with each other yes which was via text back then yes so they basically were both holding a brick yep they and clicked, they, click, and click, they click, were click, 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 they click. were typing um one letter yeah. to get uh seven times to yes. get one letter yes. from it <laughs> yeah so it took them a long time to sext back in the day uh-huh and but it would beep yeah oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they were doing and then, um, and that had to be around, I'm, I'm putting it around like late 1996. Okay, that makes sense. Because that's like when this album started coming together, I think. Mm. Maybe a little earlier, like mm-hmm. mid-96. Mm-hmm. Basically, whenever she came back from the um, Daydream tour, mm. I think things started to unravel then. Mm-hmm. Because Mariah was like, I cannot go back mm-hmm. to that situation. Mm-hmm. So that's when the Mayals and the Roofs and the honeys. Mm-hmm. I know she didn't say it in this article, but you know who's honey about. Mm-hmm. She, do you, mm-hmm. We know. The whole Butterfly album. Girl. Is Butterfly about Jeter? Do you no, think? No, Butterfly is is about Tommy. You think? Because she, she wrote it at wishing that Tommy would say that to her. Like, go spread your wings. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But that came right after Honey. Really? So she was like, okay, now I got a taste of Honey. Now I wish this old man would tell me that I can go be with him because now I have to risk my life to go to Puerto Rico mm. so I could be with him. Mm. And, you know, all of that. Do you see that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's my theory. Yeah. Well, she confirmed it. Well, she did. The cat's that- out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> the butterfly is out of the net. Yes. <laughs> Girl. But, but also, I'm just glad she didn't ruin the fantasy of it all. You know, I know, like could you, you imagine? Yeah. Like it was some it's random. Like, oh, you guys are so wrong. How yeah. dare you? Yeah. You guys yeah. are out of your mind. Yeah. Come up with these wild conspiracy theories. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the big thing about that whole th- that whole moment with Derek Jeter on the roof mm. and um, that whole era, it, she said that it was moments like that and that relationship with, with Derek that really let her believe that she could get out of that situation. Right. You know? Yeah. And that is what she needed so desperately at that point. All this life after it, too. Exciting things can happen. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, girl, look at all the life that has happened for Mariah mm. after that, the Sing Sing Tommy Matola, the Derek Jeter, and all, even, well, oh, here was another juicy goose, goosey moment. Mm. <laughs> the whole Ellen debacle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Mariah had never spoken about that before. No. Now, do you remember watching that episode? I did, but I didn't feel uncomfortable because I guess she wasn't pregnant. Or I wasn't thinking she was, but I knew it was around that Nick time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see, because I remember watching it as well. And I, in the moment, I was more thinking that this is going to be her announcement. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then when she didn't, I was like, okay, that was weird. Yeah. Why did that happen? Yes, yes. So. What does Ellen know? What does Ellen know? Because you know a lot of these things are usually really, really rehearsed. Mm-hmm, and pre-produced. Pre-produced. And spoken you know, about. Uh, what are we doing? They tell you what, mm-hmm, all of that, all of that. But Mariah, uh, basically in this article, she said, and this happened in 2008, and you know Ellen's going through it now. Mm. Um, Isn't that fascinating? I know, right? How everything can unravel real quick. Very quickly. Well, it, well, with her, it's these things have been happening. So she said she was just really super uncomfortable. 
Well, she was caught off guard. 100%. Yeah. Like, what are you supposed to do in that moment? Yeah. And then what are you supposed to do after it? Right. Like, what's the point of, like, getting upset or, like, releasing a statement about it or... But also now everyone's going to ask about it. And they were asking about it, but Mariah didn't say anything. Yeah. Until now. Uh Uh-huh. Which is... And I'm glad that she didn't really... Well, she didn't go too deep into it, but she also said, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. You know, it was uncomfortable. I didn't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. She had already had the miscarriage. She had already? That's what it says, I think. She has said... I got the impression it was afterwards, around the the time. Well, I think... See, this this is the thing when it comes to this particular author, this writer. Mm. The way that uh, she words things is very... It's kind of elusive. Yeah. Because she says, quote, Mariah says, I was having a hard time grappling with the aftermath. Okay. Oh. And I don't know what that refers to. Is it the referring to the aftermath of the Ellen Show debacle? Or is it the aftermath of, because she goes on and on to say, quote, I wasn't ready to tell anyone because I had had a miscarriage. Uh. So I think she was talking about she didn't want to deal with the, she didn't know how to handle Speaking about a miscarriage. About being pregnant when you're not pregnant. Exactly. But you were pregnant. But you were just pregnant. Uh Right, right, right. My impression was she had had the miscarriage not long afterward. See, I think... But now everyone's like, you're pregnant, you're pregnant, you're pregnant. But she was like, no, I actually was pregnant last week, but I'm not anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's why it was really hard. And she just was like, you know, going through it. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so sad. I know. That's the reason people don't really, they say don't talk about it until the third, fourth month. Yeah. Because things go wrong really early. It's very normal. And when Mariah finally did uh, become pregnant, she waited um, quite a few months. Yeah. Even though I think my lamb intuition, I already knew. Well, excuse me. She's enormous (laughs) in Brazil, falling over. (laughs) With big t-shirts. Okay, what? That can't be my lamb intuition? <laughs> At some point, your eyeballs kick in. True. <laughs> you figure it True. out. <laughs> All right. So so I just thought that was like an, another little headline tidbit because a lot yeah. of people have been talking about that because Ellen is, you know. Under the bus. Exactly. She's been ran over already. Run, run, vroom, vroom, girl. Is she canceled? Is the show canceled yet? She's trying to fix it. I think she's trying to fix it. I feel like she but should just honestly, bow out. I just, girl, retire, girl. I'm, just bow First out. of all, I'm tired of looking at her. Yeah. I'm not her biggest fan anymore, but I won't get into it. Uh, yeah, I haven't been for a while. Um. Just let it go. Yeah. You're not Oprah, so we don't need 25 years of you. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. So that was a headline thing, but I think a headline for us lambs in this article, yeah. and what we're going to get more of in the book, is the family drama. We're getting into it. Oh, we're getting into it. Yeah. Because... I had clutched my pearls a few times mm-hmm. when she was talking about her ex-brother and ex-sister. Yeah, like actually mentioning that the situation now. Yeah, and the fact that she wouldn't even refer to this writer's name. Yeah. But apparently she goes by initials all the time. Mariah just calls people by initials. But th- I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that too. Because I'd be MB and she's MC. It's like a fun little duo. Oh, okay, so you're better than everyone. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> NB, like music box, yeah, yeah. all of that. Yeah, I get it. I get it. All right, we'll give you that. Um, but she doesn't speak their name. Yes. And she, she, they say in this article that she hasn't spoken to Allison since 1994. Yeah, And yeah. I wonder if Mariah's going to elaborate on that because I feel like for some something 
where they've probably spoken within the past 25 years. More, I feel like maybe not spoken, but more communicated through lawyers or something. The encounter okay, wrote a check probably, for something. Probably more along those lines. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I just feel like you would talk, you would say something along those. Because in 1994, there was that big drama about the kidnapping of the, of the son mm. by, by the mom. Are we talking about... Sean? Sean. Yeah, not Sean who does our graphics. Who doesn't know him. We, we don't know him, but you know, he's around. <laughs> I think it was. I can't, yeah, I think it was. Okay. Because he would have been fairly young at that point. Uh-huh. And so, like, the, the mom, Patricia, took him yeah. out of the care of Allison. Well, and uh, Allison was upset. I didn't realize Allison had the child at 15. Girl. Pearls clutched. Pearls clutched. I knew she was young. Yeah. But then, so I sort of knew that because Allison, I guess Mariah had said that. But then she says, "What about what's the whole line about the the pregnancy of the uh, the baby shower?" And she learned like self worth at the baby shower. What happened? what happened at the baby shower? I know. I know. Girl, here's what made me really gasp out loud when. Um, so the writer says that Mariah doesn't really talk about Allison. She 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 dreamed of being close to her, but whenever she did, she would end up in dangerous situations, sometimes with men. Girl, what does now, that mean? What does that mean? What situations? What men? What's How going on? Old? Yeah, there's a lot. Like this is just okay, scraping the surface. Well, back then she wasn't even Mariah Carey; she was just Allison's sister. Right. What was Allison getting her into? You know, I don't know. Well, you clearly know what Allison was getting up to, pregnant at 15. Mm. But then, okay, you know I'm not a mathematician here. Mm. But if Allison is having a baby at 15, Mariah's like, what, seven years old? Mm. Six years old? Mm -mm. She's really young. Mm. Because when you read the article, you almost think, well, okay, then Mariah's probably like 10, 11, or 12. Oh, my God. No, Mariah's a little kid. What's she doing hanging out with men? I don't know, girl. Well, I don't know because I don't want to get into the whole Allison drama with the suing of the mother now with the whole satanic things. There's that. But then that, then I feel like Mariah insinuates a little bit that maybe Patricia wasn't the greatest. True. I, I did get that vibe as well. Right. So now there's so much. you got to read the book. Of course, you got to read the book. <laughs> and I don't know. But I'm not mad that Mariah speaks. You know, because here's the thing. Mariah says, even in this article, like, my mom did the best she could. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, sometimes you can do better. Yeah. And it's okay. Not everyone's perfect. Well, when you know better, you do better. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, everybody's always like, oh, I, oh, my mother's perfect. My mother's... Not, everybody, not everyone's mother is perfect. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like Mariah was sort of alluding to that here. But I also don't think that that means that they don't have a strong relationship. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Or made amends. Right. Or they have a relationship. It's just not your typical mother-daughter relationship. Right. So, uh, you know, because that could be, you know, the way that they spoke about Patricia, you could take it so many different ways. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a solid relationship there. Yeah, yeah. And Mariah obviously says she's taken care of financially no matter what. Mm. But they have their own thing going on. Which makes sense because if Allison's trying to get money, go for the mother because Mariah's going to pay the bill. Well, correct. But that Mariah also says she doesn't want to be ATM with the wig on it. Yeah. She don't want to be that. No one does. It would be a good wig though. Yes. I'm sure it would be. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a good ATM. All right. So we're looking forward to that. 
And then I think the other thing in the book that we really are looking forward to is Mariah talking about her being mixed. Being mixed. Yeah, which she spoke about on the Oprah episode that we discussed a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And what really shocked me was when she said the word mulatto girl. Yeah. Because I had never heard that word before coming to America. Well, I think it has its roots in... in History. History. Okay, well, here's what's funny. So I mentioned a few weeks ago, I started reading a book just to practice reading. Uh, Yes, you can get into the habit. I can still read. It turns out Uh it hasn't gone anywhere. But to show you what... That's not just like a slang word out in the streets. So I'm reading this book about Marie Laveau, the voodoo priestess of New Orleans. She was born in 1801-ish, around like literally two, three hundred years ago. That oh my region. gosh. Post-emancipation. So we still have slaves, but then there's free slaves Not too. the emancipation of Mimi. No, no. Pre- the emancipation of <laughs> the original. <laughs> Proclamation emancipation. Yes, yes. Got it. But she has a white father and a black mother. Mm. But this, so listen to this line from the book, from Marie's book, or this um, biography of her. She gets baptized in the church. So this is an official government document that we're reading. So it says, um, you know, this girl Marie, a free mulatto girl born on the 10th day of the present month, daughter of Marguerite, a free mulattress and an unknown father. Oh my God. So there's that word being mixed race and, and it's getting documented as that word. That so is so just, that's been around American culture for hundreds of years, being black. Not, you're not black, you're not white. You're this right. middle person. Yeah, and Mariah says in this particular um, article that, like, she uses the word mulatto, but she doesn't want to, like, condone using that word, but, like, she has to embrace it to some as- aspect mm-hmm. so that she can explain herself a little bit. But it's not her word. She's probably been called that. Right. It's been put on her mm-hmm. because, obviously, I think even in the Oprah episode, she was like, I, I don't think of myself as this or that or the other. Mm. I'm just me. I'm a human. That's how I always look at myself. But yeah. when you're in this situation, growing up in this family, yeah, your mother's white, uh-huh. your sibling, and you, you are mixed. Yeah. You don't fit into the neighborhood. You don't know where you fit in. And then you have to layer that with also not fitting in as a young adult in the, you know, celebrity music world. Mm. And then your marriage mm-hmm. and all of that. Like, it's just a compounded upon and upon and upon on her. Celebrity music world, I, is she a pop Hot 100 or is she a R&B urban? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Where do, where do we put her? I mean, what she, section of the CD store does she go in? The, and isn't that something? Now, do you ever remember going to the record store? And I worked you, in one. Oh, oh yes, that's yeah. right. <laughs> I had to where, put the CDs in. Where did you categorize her? Because I knew all my good record stores, but I knew that some of them had her under pop, yeah. and others had her under R and B. I had her in the main section. Is that see what I just said? In the main section right. with everybody else. Mm-hmm. But we did have a air quote, urban at the time, urban slash, urban slash R&B section. Mm-hmm. And that was like more for rap. Right. Okay. So, but what, Mariah wasn't there. No. Or was she? No, no. no. It was like Bhutan Clan, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. PDD. ODB. ODB. Mm-hmm. Which Notorious obviously B-A-G Mariah or worked Tupac. with all of that kind of stuff. See, that's Right. The but that here she is. She's separated from the friends. She's put over here. Yeah. But she doesn't feel like that. But people have put that on yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Girl, it's a lot. It is a lot. Complicated. Very layers. 
That's what she says. And that's what I'm saying. This article is just a touch of what we're going to get in this book because I think um, the co-author, Michaela Angela Davis, she even says mm. that this we wrote a book about Mariah, the scared little girl Mariah, and this is her emancipation. Mm. It is a book about Mariah dealing with the racism mm-hmm. in her life. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the gut of this book. And the truth of the experience. Right. It, which we've never been able to hear directly from Mariah. It's always been through some outlet magazine newspaper, this, that, or the other, TV. Or not talked about. Or not talked about at all. Mm. So, girl, we are in for a wild, wild ride. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, just mm-hmm. all these pearl-clutched moments already. I know. Jesus. I know, I know. It's it's going to be good. Plus MC30 to deal with. On top of all, <laughs> look at all the layers and compounds we have to deal with. Yes. How do we do it? <laughs> but now things make sense too, right? It is sort of coming together. I think especially when it comes to Mariah talking about her mixed heritage. Mm. Because that's something that even though she's done the Oprah episode and she's done other things, that's just very, very minimal. Mm -hmm. But what she talks about in this article, which is basically to promote the book, we're really going to get down to the deep of that and how that affects her, Mm. her children now, Mm. and, and how she deals with that. It's, yeah, it's it's important that she continues to talk about being mixed race and what that experience is and what it looks like and what to expect from other people mm-hmm. because it's not over. It's happening right now in the streets. Mm-hmm. People are still getting killed for being black. Yeah. People still get away with shit for being white. Yeah. And mixed people are somewhere in the middle and they're still being born. I was even thinking about my nieces that are young kids, very young kids now, they're going to have to deal with this. Right. Someone has to explain that to them. Yeah. And how do you do that? Yeah. How do you bring that about so that people understand? But I can't help but to think just when we did that Oprah episode about Mariah in 1999, uh, Patricia was on there saying, you remember, it was just 50 to 60 mm-hmm. years ago where people could not marry outside of their own race here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is a very deep-rooted thing in Mariah's life. Yeah, and I think something she's trying to highlight is that, one, not everybody experiences it. So if you're mm-hmm. experiencing it, you don't know it's even happening to other people. Exactly. Two, it's forced upon you. Right. You, you know, what, She's talking about it because it's coming from the outside. And speaking right. from experience, so even in um, our neighborhood, I was just walking to the supermarket and this homeless man was asking for money. I was walking by him. He was like, hey, white boy, white boy, white boy. <laughs> but I kept walking. But he's like, white boy, white boy. Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican. Uh, so there I was somewhere in the middle being reminded of my mixed raceness. Well, always somewhere on the outside. From the outside. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't walking around thinking about it, but there it was. No. Getting reminded of it. Oh, 100%. So that's going to continue to happen. People need to continue to speak about it and let you know, here's what uh, what it means to deal with that. Right. And I, I mean, I'm just sort of throwing this out there, but like... For so long, people have referred to just, they they box somebody, whether mm. they're white or whatever else, or mixed, they're, you're put into a box. In the CD store. In the CD store. <laughs> yes. Like, why can't they all just be together? Like, yes, why yes. do you have to refer to people as this, that, or the other? Mm-hmm. Like, you, they, they just, how about you call them by their name? Right, but that's the that's the goal. Yeah, well. Maybe no one talks about yeah, it. We're in not going to get there. that sounds real cute, right? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. How, how do we get there? Yeah. In, in this world. So I think this is going to be eye-opening for people to see what her experience was. Yeah. 
I think so as well. There is also a little part in this um, article uh, where they, where Michaela Angela Davis, the co-author of The Meaning of Mariah Carey, was talking about talking about the when she first started working with Mariah for the Ebony magazine, mm. and she brought the idea of doing a cover story on Mariah. Mm. I think it was in this article, wasn't it? Or I am so. I making yeah, this yeah. up? And the the editor said Mariah never actually said she's black, uh. so why would we put her on our cover? Yeah. And she was like, and then Michaela Angela Davis came with all the receipts of Mariah saying it here, 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 Uh here, and there. And they're like, okay, then yeah, I guess we'll do it. She's a songwriter too, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) She just says it a million times. But don't you think that's interesting that like even a major magazine, like does the the head people, the editors at Ebony Magazine have Mm -hmm. no idea Mm. that Mariah's been... Black. Black. <laughs> this whole this time. This whole time. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think, the, the the cover of that article. It says, the most misunderstood black woman. Uh-huh. And it's Mariah. Yeah. Because people don't get it. Yeah. Because everybody's putting her in whatever box they want to put her in. Yes. You know what I mean? Or not. And, and how, how does Mariah cope with that? Yeah. It's a difficult thing. Yeah. So, girl, I can't wait for the book. I, just, I can't. We gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go. We're already way over time. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Again, read the article. It's just full of juice, full of good tidbits and facts and figures. Follow us at The Mariah Report. Don't forget, if you enjoy the show, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps the show grow, helps us get on the chart, helps other people find us. Share it with your friends. Leave a comment somewhere on Instagram. Yes, We're here for it. Yes, we love it all. We love it all. Thank you for tuning in and we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.